0: The left has us all wrong we don't want to simply turn the clock back to a time when the status quo of elitist deep state bureaucrats dominated us we want to restore the republic our founders intended an America that is of by and for the people an America that abides by its Constitution without fail coming to you from the land of common sense and american pride the patriot review
1: with jeff wagner starts now
0: hello patriots welcome to episode 240 this is take three i need one of those little clappers right yeah this is take three it's been a challenging day all around i've got uh, some newly discovered auto repairs that need to be done i have got uh, this computer crashing twice. It just comes to the point where you just have to laugh about it. So uh, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. This show is a special Valentine's episode. You may be asking yourself, what does a political show have to do with Valentine's Day? And which, what could you possibly cover? Well, I have Joanna Harabedian here who is going to talk to you about her new book, and she is a relationship coach and has a very interesting background uh, that you can check out. And we'll go into that as the show goes on. But um, uh, so how does it relate? Well, I've been talking for quite a while about the attack that uh, the family is under. And uh, men are under and women are under in different ways. And children are under even. And uh, it's getting younger and younger. And we see the the leftists, the, the globalists. Uh, really destroying our moral fabric and the foundational elements of our great republic. So we see uh, every gender, both of them, there's not more than two, uh, under attack, yes, in different ways. But today we're going to talk specifically about uh, men and their diminished role as fatherhood has been under attack, paternalism has been under attack, and... Uh, masculinity has been under attack and uh, as you know especially the white male has been under attack Uh, in the past I would say really 20 years I first noticed this this trend in Hollywood especially where every male you see on television the the family related shows and the Disney shows you see this real idiot and then you see this woman who's you know domineering and everything else so So this is all about relationships and it's about uh, getting back to the basics and that's how it ties in because we need this fabric of this foundational fabric of our great country to continue to offer freedom to future generations. And, you know, everything is, is built on the family and it's built on those traditional values that we have. And um, you don't even have to believe in God to really partake of the values. It is the simple golden rule, right? Treat others as you would wish to be treated. And um, that is something that we've gotten away from for sure. And it's being done on purpose, dividing us against each other. And uh, so this is a day where we're going to talk about uh, relationships in particular, the relationships between men and, and women and um, what we need to get ourselves back to. So, I'm going to just go ahead and originally I started out talking about a story and I had a website up and had difficulty doing that. So I'm going to save the stories just in case that has something to do with my two prior attempts that crashed. That way you will get to see the interview and everything else will be taken care of. I'm going to have uh, Joanna up right after this real quick one break. I'd like to welcome to the show for the very first time, Joanna Harabedian, who has got a great background, a lot of uh, pageant stuff, a lot of faith-based uh, uh, preaching and, and ministering. And we just released this new book today, and it's really an honor to have you here today of all days because it's Valentine's Day, and you focus on uh, couples and more specifically both what a real man is and how to find one. And I think that's great because, you know, as we were talking, just the lead up here, Joanne, um, there seems to be a lot of confusion about that. So welcome to the show. It's an honor to have you.
1: Thank you, Jeff. It's an honor to be here. I appreciate the work that you do. You're awesome. And I'm really happy to be on your show today because, like you mentioned, currently in our culture, we've really seen this progressive trend of programming to emasculate men. You know, when you look in the media, you see them portrayed as a dumb, yes, dear, you know, and then, you know, (laughs) by the same token, you also see women portrayed as, you know, nagging hags and, you know, overbearing wives. And it's the complete opposite of what God has intended for us to be and how we're to interact with each other. And that's one of the reasons that I started writing this book, sevenmistakesbook.com, because I made all the mistakes in this book. There are seven principles. And as I went through my journey of healing, I then began to notice, you know, so many of my friends and they were single or they were unhappy in their marriage or they were making the same mistakes. They they were like they they had these commonalities. And so my journey took a while, you know, to get to that place where I I became the woman that God is intended me for be to be so I can attract the men of God that, you know, I, I was I was hoping for. And um, so thank you for, for having me on the show. We have a
0: great. Yeah, conversation. Abs- absolutely. Let me let me jump in there for a second, because, you know, and in, in full disclosure, obviously women are under attack as well, yes. just in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so are our children under mm-hmm. attack yeah. all the way down now to, you know, kindergarten, first grade. Yeah. They want to teach them these things that, you know, hypersexualization of the children and, mm-hmm. And really, just attacking the the faith and foundation, the underpinnings of our whole society and what America is all about, right? So, right. so we're not saying that, uh, you know, oh, woe is me, poor men. We're saying everybody, our total, our culture, and every group is under attack. And uh, this just happens to be the the topic about, you know, what real men are and how men are under attack and and what behaviors really repel them or attract them, right?
1: Right. Exactly. You know. I akin it to a coin. You have one side of the coin that represents women and you have the other side of the coin that represents men. And each of us, each side is 100% responsible for our actions, our thoughts, our behaviors, and our attitudes. So like you said, this is not about blaming women or blaming men. It's about for women coming into our side of the coin to understand a deeper part of what we're doing that we don't realize we're doing and for men you know to encourage them you know god created men to be really you know a superhero you know he wants to come to the rescue he wants to do good you know the most important opinion to a man and this is from i interviewed several men both you know for this book as part of the process and across the board they said that the most important opinion to them is that of their their their, their women their, their, their wife or their girlfriend. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. See. And so, you know, so as a female, we don't realize that how important that is for, for a man. And so sometimes we, we might tend to operate in what I call superhero deactivators behaviors, and we deactivate the inner superhero in a guy. And, you know, the media is already doing it by emasculating men and diminishing them and so we have the subliminal programming that's happening and Mm -hmm. I want to give a short little example I was on Facebook and I have a friend who loves her husband you know they have a good marriage and she didn't realize that the meme that she put on was really diminishing because it was about you know it was supposed to be a joke it's supposed to be funny and it was about oh the bad characteristics of your kid when they start acting out you can thank your husband for that
0: uh yeah
1: see this is a, an example of subliminal programming that is programming you know against men and everything's their fault and they need to be the yes dear
0: and so I saw a terrible example of what you're talking about coming from a mother to her son uh went down to a craft fair and we were you know people all over the place walking in out of these tents and there was mm-hmm. one particular tent that had a lot of I would say demeaning types of things directed towards men. And right. the mom was pointing it out and laughing and telling her daughter, you know, basically, you know, all men suck, and their little boy sat, right, listening to oh. that. And you know, so it, that is an example and just for my, my past history, you know, the the uh the sisters before misters type of thing, you know, mm-hmm. and that I always just kind of shook my head at because you, know, you want you do want to be seen as as um, you know a strong um, protective male in your in your relationship and everything else. and it's very common to to see those things both coming out of Hollywood and coming out of just our regular television television shows and and um, of course in in school and education it's it's all over the place and Again, it's not just men. It's, they're attacking all all what we would say the traditional mm-hmm. roles are, the traditional, you know, strengths and characteristics that are usually uh, assigned to, to male or female. Of course, now we don't even know what female is, and uh, we have 800 different genders, right? I mean, it's really right. a confused mess out there. You know, so... Um, so Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, no, you're fine. Well, I was just going to add to that, you know, if you look at the trauma that we have all been through for the last few years, the pandemic, you know, COVID and lockdowns and people, men losing their jobs, women losing their jobs, businesses, we've all lost friends and family members and, and the divorce rate has skyrocketed in these last years, up to 34%. It's increased. And so clearly this programming that and because they are attacking women, like you said, to come into agreement with these demeaning, emasculating behaviors. They don't even realize that they're coming into agreement with and, and they're attacking men. But clearly it's not working because the divorce rate is so high. So the enemies really tried to come in to attack the core fabric of our family, which is the core of America. And
0: yeah, and Satan's not stupid.
1: No, he's not stupid. And so, <laughs> you know, my you can find my book on Amazon, but it's in for such a time as this, you know, it took me five years to birth this book. And I had to work through some things myself in order to get it out there, because I'm I'm very candid and very vulnerable in my book, because I made these mistakes. And it is perfect for this timing for where we are at with this programming that the the media is trying to use on people to change their identity because it really boils down to identity and on in the game of chess the queen you have the king and the queen the queen rules the board and she can knock out any opponent and her role Mm -hmm. her job is to protect the, the king and so women are called to be king makers not man breakers. And right now the media is really emphasizing a man breaking culture. And men are called to be queen makers. They're called to uplift and raise up their their woman. And so when we start to go back to those basics and start to understand those roles, you know, like we just said, the most important opinion to a man is that of his woman. But how does he feel when he takes out the trash, for example, And doesn't put the trash bag in there. And she goes, "You you didn't put the trash back in there again. Why do you keep doing that? <laughs> yeah. Right? And so, like my husband does that. He'll take out the trash and doesn't put the trash bag in. But guess what? I don't I don't respond that way. In the past, before I understood, you know, these principles, I would have done that. But now I say, "Wow, honey, thanks for taking out the trash. That was really that was really sweet of you. You're my superhero. And he goes, "Oh, thank you. You know. And I just put the trash bag myself. But see, it's these little practical examples.
0: Well, yeah, little words, words have an effect, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I think men are guilty of not saying anything about it, regardless of how they feel about it, right? right? So all that stuff builds up and then all of a sudden they blow up and then the wife is looking at them like, what the heck is wrong with you, right? Right. And so one other thing I wanted to bounce off you is, you know, um, men aren't often char- characterized as all they think about is sex, right? It's right. all a guy thinks about. So, my theory is this on that, and I want to get your opinion. And that is that um, you had mentioned that the most important person in a in a man's life, and as far as an opinion of him goes, mm-hmm. is his wife or his woman, right, that he's seeing. And I absolutely agree with that. And for me, I think, you know, when they talk about love languages and all the different love languages, Mm -hmm. to me, affection and especially intimacy is, that is the validator. That is the one thing, the most important thing that a woman can Mm -hmm. give a man from a man's perspective. And that is why it's so important. It's such a validation of being accepted and being, you know, uh, being loved by by your wife or or by your girlfriend or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, what do you think about that idea? Is that is is that on target or is that you have something to add to that?
1: You know, what, you're, you're you're on target with that, Jeff. And and I want to share what, uh, a quick story of one of the gentlemen that I interviewed. And it, it it broke my heart when he told me this. So he'd been married for a long time, and he went to the store and he bought lingerie for his wife. And so first of all, he went to the store thought about her to go to the store and wanted to buy her something pretty and sexy. And, but when he came home with his gift, she was in a position where she doesn't know how to receive very well. And so mm-hmm. she looked at him and, and said, why, are, why'd you buy that? Oh, what's your motive? What do you want? And so <laughs> imagine now how he yeah. felt, right? Right, he, right? He went to the store, thought about her and so basically what her messaging is that she doesn't realize is that one, I'm not attractive enough for you to give me this gift to um, what you you have a motive and you want to have sex with me. Well, I don't want to have sex with you. So you may as well go sleep with somebody else because I'm going to reject you. And so then you wonder why someone is married after 20, 30 years. And then all of a sudden the husband leaves and he says, I don't love you anymore. And he's out of there. And the woman is left like mm-hmm. she's devastated because she doesn't know what happened. Well, these little things, little keys unlock big doors and big doors swing on small hinges. So instead, when it, it she should, what, how I respond when David does that for me is like, wow, thank you, honey. Ooh, we're going to have some fun, <laughs> right? Because that's right. What, that's we're supposed right. to enjoy sex. Now, see, right. there's several reasons. in." from my experience, that a woman would not want to do that. One is she has the inability to receive. And this is huge. And I address this in my book. And because what happens is when we can't receive a simple compliment, like you notice, like you complimented me. I said, well, oh, thank you. I received that. Well, you yeah. felt good because that was a gift, right? And I received it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But if a woman can't receive a simple thing, like a compliment, like, thank you. And instead, and I used to do this. I used to be the queen of this. Um, instead, what she does is, "Oh no, you're just saying that," or "Oh no, I'm I'm fat, I'm bloated," or or whatever. She negates that gift, she rejects it. And God gave me a, a vision and showed me how I was making people feel when I rejected, couldn't receive a compliment, which is a gift. So He He gave me this vision, and I saw myself in this vision, and I was preparing this beautiful bouquet of flowers, and it was for my good friend, who's been such a wonderful friend to me and a sister in the Lord. And so it was her birthday and I was thinking about all the flowers she wanted and the the fragrances of each flower, the meaning of each flower. And I dressed it up really pretty and I handed her the bouquet and she looks at the bouquet and she scowls and she grabs it out of my hand and she slaps me in my face with this bouquet and the petals are flying everywhere. And my initial reaction is like, oh, and then I'm, I'm angry and then I feel rejected. And the Lord said to me, Joanna, this is how you make people feel when you reject their gift. Which is the compliment. And so wow. yeah, yeah, this is this is a, a little key that unlocks a big door in a marriage when we can't receive. And um and so I and I think that marriage, God designed marriage to have sex. So it should be fun. Why wouldn't you want your husband to want you? Sure, you're tired, you know, because it's easy to fall in that trap. Oh, I'm tired, I've been working all day, I'm with the kids, blah, blah, blah. you know, but but you have to then Sometimes you have to put that aside and think about the moment. What if your husband doesn't wake up the next morning? How are you going to feel? Right. Because right? Yeah. that's happened. Right. That's happened before. Their spouse is dead the next morning. You know, we don't have, we don't know. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. And so then, when you think about it from that perspective, when I think about it from that perspective, I will set my my t- if I'm tired aside, and I I will you know enjoy my husband for in that moment. And so that's uh kind of speaks to that question.
0: So, you know, what I was envisioning when you were describing that is you come to a, a fork in the road, a y in the road, and you have two choices to make. Mm-hmm. And both choices end up in a roundabout, a circle, okay? So, you're going around and around whichever choice you choose, but if you choose one, your your behaviors are keeping this cycle of unhappiness and mm-hmm uh, emotional baggage and anger and, you know, but if you choose the other path, your cycle is going to, so basically what I'm saying is you can, you can go in either direction and both of them will feed upon themselves. Mm -hmm. So the, then if you go into the negative cycle, it'll happen over and over and over again. You're feeding it, your emotions, you're angry, everything else. But if you choose to go into the cycle that you're describing, it opens new doors, you know, and you find your way out of that circle to maybe a better place. And and um, so, I think that um, from a guy's standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, we we look at. I mentioned to you before we started that, you know, I see I'm a veteran of the of the uh, you know online dating services, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, everything I see all the time is, oh, I want a real man. I want a real man. And I'm always think to myself, well, what is a real man? So. What is a real man? What do women say they want a real man um, who haven't quite found your way yet? What are they actually saying? You know, they
1: they, yeah, that's a that's a loaded question. And and there's (laughs) and and that's a whole other conversation. And that's really like the crux of, of my book. Really, it's the core of the book that I address in there. And I will, I will just, I will start with, cause we're short on time. So we'll just start with one little nugget, but part of that behind that is the, the programming that we have. Like when I married Mr. Wong, I was married, I married Mr. Wong the first time. And you know, after, like I said, after we were married the next day, he said, I don't love you. But when I am honest about why I wanted to get married to Mr. Wong the first time, it was a selfish motivation. And I believed that, oh, I'm just going to have a happily ever after. And it's just going to magically happen. And it's what he's going to provide for me. You know, so it's really interesting looking back now as God has put up a spiritual mirror to my face, because when I married Mr. Wong, I thought he was Mr. Right. And I wanted deep down, I didn't know it at that time. But looking back deep down, I had selfish motivations. It was all about me, 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 what he was going to do for me how he was going to provide for me, how he was going to help me birth my ministry. He was going to help me with my music. And my mindset was what my first chapter is, the whiff of mindset, what's in it for me. And so my mindset wasn't how I can help serve him and we serve each other. See, it's a very different mindset. And so that got me into trouble. But I had this, this unrealistic fantasy expectation that everything's going to just work out. I'm going to live happily ever after. And that's just going to magically happen. But you see, when we have these false expectations, we we don't even realize that we are rejecting and repelling the very thing that we want. And what is a real man? A real man is the nice guy. He's the one that treats you with respect. He's the one that is your friend, your best friend, and honors you. And But what happens because of the stereotyping that we see in the movies, you know, in these videos, how women are portrayed, how men are portrayed, how many women have you heard say, oh, well, I'm attracted to the bad guy? Well, guess what? Yeah, yeah. She's telling you she's attracted to the abuser. The bad guy is the one that abuses her. That's He's the bad boy. And so you see, so right there is the the, the core issue. It's the heart of the matter. It's the root. Why is she attracted to the guy who uses her? Because she maybe has fear that just like I did, I had fear of getting hurt. I had self-protection mechanisms. I was selfish. I had the Wiffham syndrome and a host of other things that I talk about in the books in sevenmistakesbook.com. And so, and women don't realize they're walking in this place. And so then what happens is they are rejecting and repelling good men. Good men like you, Jeff. Good men like Tom. <laughs> good you. men like so-and-so, right? Yeah because of the it's it's unrealistic it's unmet and there's unhealed hurts and they don't they can't even receive a compliment. So if they can't even receive a compliment, how could they possibly attract the kind of man who's godly, strong and protective and will treat her with respect because she can't even do that for herself.
0: And can you give me an example of the be that the the male from the male perspective what what is one of the repel the behaviors that repel uh, man in particular from your book.
1: Okay, that, that's a good one. I, I would say one of the behaviors is a superhero deactivator behavior. It's not being able to um, affirm instead a, a man, he, instead he's diminished. And so, you know, a, a simple example of this, just to bring it, you know, uh, make it easy to see. Let's say, for example, you're at the store and, um, and a man opens the door for you. And what does she do? oftentimes a woman can't receive that so she'll oh i can get it myself thanks right mm-hmm. instead of saying oh well, right. thank you that thank you for opening right. the door so that right there is an <laughs> example of a behavior that's going to repel a healthy guy because i and i'll give you a personal example when when i was in my dating phase uh, i went out uh, i was at a party and uh, this guy, he was really nice, you know, really kind and sweet and godly. And he started up a conversation with me and we were talking and then he gave me a compliment. And you know what I said to this poor guy? I said, mm-hmm. oh, he complimented my outfit. And I said to him, I said, oh, well, you know, this is old and I'm really bloated today. I mean, look how fat my stomach looks. And he, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he looks back, he's like he could not believe I said that and he was mortified. So what does he do he he goes away because you know yeah. i i here in his eyes i rejected him i called him a liar because he said i i look pretty and i called him a liar essentially and i told him i'm fat so i body shame myself
2: yeah, all in right. one
1: all in one sentence <laughs> so that right there is an example of a classic case of repelling a good healthy guy because he's like okay.
0: i've had i've had the door the door example happen You know, that's that's the same lady that goes home after a date and says, there's no chivalry is dead. Exactly.
1: Exactly. exactly.
0: It might. Go ahead. ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was just going to ask you, you know, um, so obviously this is directed towards women. But what what would a guy get from picking up the book and reading it?
1: You know, I think a guy's going to get a lot of understanding and I do think he's going to get healing because as he reads the book, he's going to go, oh, well, this happened to me as well. And now now I feel validated that it wasn't all me. I wasn't all bad. And he's going to have a, a better understanding for how women think. And so when he does encounter that situation with a woman, he'll be able to handle his response in a different way, but he'll also be able to see where she's at emotionally. And then he can decide if that's what he wants to deal with. Because, you know, it's a two way street, you know, like when, right. Dave, yeah, when David and I were in our friendship stage, uh, when we met, I initially, we were not attracted to each other. We were introduced by a mutual friend who only introduces for the purposes of ministry. I thought he was a great guy and he thought I was a great person, but I wasn't in that mindset. Oh, is this my husband? Is this my husband? I was out of that space. I was now completing myself. I was content. I was happy with who I am. I love myself as God loves me. And so um, so then I ended up giving the Lord told me to donate to this prison ministry that he has for leather bound Bibles for prisoners. And so I did. I started donating and he called me, not realizing I was the same person he had met a couple of weeks prior. So we started a friendship. I I'm an intercessor. I'm a prayer warrior. So I said, hey, you know, can I support you in prayer? And what can we be interceding for you and your team and all that kind of thing? So over time, so eight months goes by. And um, in that process, he we were on the phone and we were talking and then he said oh hang on a minute let me just take this call really quick well i got placed on the eternal hold and so i got <laughs> irritated and i'm like okay I'll, I'll just let that go well then we were on another call again and he did the same thing again now i had two cho- two choices here i could have on how to handle this i could have said mm-hmm. to him you know you are so rude i can't believe you put me on eternal hold twice now what's wrong with you or this is how I handled it. Um, we were in a good space. I had prayed about, you know, my irritation. And I gave that up to the Lord. And so I didn't have a snarky tone in my voice or accusatory tone. And so I said to David, I said, you know, I know you would never intentionally dishonor me or disrespect me in any way. And he's like, oh, no, I wouldn't. I said, well, can, can you do me a favor? And he said, Sure. I said, well, next time we're on the phone and you have to take a call, I totally understand, you know, take your call, but can you just let me know that you have to hop off and you'll just call me later. That way I'm not placed on the internal hole and feel disrespected and dishonored. And I know that's, you're not intentionally doing that. Oh, of course. I'm so sorry. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah very positive way to address the issue.
1: Yeah, And that's how he responded. Yeah. Now, if, if he had responded differently to my nice response, And he didn't heed what I said, and then he kept doing it and disrespecting me. Well, that would have been a red flag to me right there that this is not going to go in any kind of romantic way because he can't, if he can't honor and and respect my feelings when I'm being respectful to him, then guess what? Little keys unlock big doors and big doors Mm -hmm. swing on small hinges, but same for the guy. So if I had, you know, responded to him the first way well, that would have been a red flag for him to say, oh, well, she's not marriage material because she's clearly not in a healthy space if she's responding this way with this kind of tone to me when I didn't realize what I was doing.
0: Sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the problems is one of the uh, the foundational items that has to be there and I think is, the, is has been under attack as well is just mm-hmm. Christianity in general. And mm-hmm. without the faith-based, you lose kind of the definition of, what makes men and what makes women right so right. how important is faith in your mind to to actually making all this work
1: well it, in my mind it's it's number one you know i wouldn't have been down this this journey in my path if i hadn't cried out to god and said god hold this mirror to my face and show me how i ended up in this mess and the holy spirit began to unpack these things over time And so as he began to give me these revelations about myself, I then had a choice. So I had to practice courage and and humble myself and look at the good, the ugly and what's not pretty on the inside of my heart, because that's what it's about. It's about our heart. So when I was able to get to that place and let God show me what's inside of me, you know, like King David said in the Psalms, Lord, show me my heart. Show me any wicked way within Mm me. Right. And cleanse me of that that's number one right there because that's a huge milestone whether you're a man or a woman i think that's key it's number one because from there then god can mold you into who he's created you to be not what circumstances has molded your personality to be not what trauma or pain has molded you to be but who god has created you to be
0: yeah not not what society tells you to be right right? Mm -hmm. um so you also know you have ministries and i want to Pardon me for looking off screen. I just got to pull the right screen up on my other monitor. So you have the virtual church media. Mm-hmm. And um, there is a, a an effort, a ministry that you have called Women of Royalty. Would you speak about that just a little bit?
1: Sure. So the Women of Royalty is really focused on helping women with healing and it ties in to sevenmistakesbook.com because identity is is key. And I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, I have a, a host conferences through Women of Royalty revealing the diamond, reveal the diamond within. And one of the women who attended my last conference, um, she had her divorce papers signed, ready to go. And she was serving them to her husband. She could not stand. And they had been married. For almost 30 years, long time. And they had a very tumultuous um, relationship. And so I had been working with her and she attended the conference, Women of Royalty Conference. And God did an incredible miracle in her heart. Number one, she was open to looking at herself because, see, that's the key. We can show you things and we can give you tools, but if you're not willing to change your mind, given new information, it's you know we can show you all we want you're you're going to still be stuck in the same place but she so she practiced courage and she did so at the conference you know she humbled herself and we taught these principles that I teach in the book and I am so thrilled and so excited to tell you that so that weekend she she got home and she called me and she said Joanna my husband is totally changed and I'm like, I'm laughing because it wasn't her husband that changed. It was her that had changed, but he, it was her husband. And so from that point forward, she began to practice these principles. And they began to have open dialogue and conversation, talk about the way they'd hurt each other, how he was hurt by the things that she had said and done, how she was hurt by the things that he did and didn't do. You know, so, and now a uh, year later, year and a half later, They are she told me she's more she is in love with her husband like she has never been before. So if our listeners and viewers who are watching and listening right now, if you're in that kind of situation, your marriage is dead. I'm here to tell you there's hope, because if that can happen for her with God and her willingness to look at herself, stop blaming her husband, but just take responsibility for what her part has been. And look at that. Anything is possible. So with God, all things are possible.
0: That's awesome. That's a great story. Let's yeah. so, you know you're making a difference. I have a saying that it that I share frequently is called "Remember the ripples," which means that you don't know the impact you have. And some people like people who do what I do. My story, just very briefly, is that I was in corporate America for 30 years, pretty successful. Um, got diagnosed with a disability, uh, chronic pain disability. I have pain every every day, right? And and it's a blessing. Because I'm doing what I'm passionate about, and I'm doing, I'm able to to really um, find my voice in, in this. And my legacy now is all about freedom for my my daughters and freedom for the for their their kids. And you know, I'm not a granddad yet, but that's that's the objective, and that's a legacy we should all want to leave as well is mm-hmm. is you know, faith and freedom and uh, for future generations. So. Um, it it's funny how God works, and you you don't you never know what to expect, and you find yourself in these situations, and you're doing what you're doing. That is a a great example of how you've impacted people positively, but you'll also impact people people positively without ever knowing it, just from doing this interview, right? I mean, you're not going to hear the stories, but right. uh, you know, I imagine that there's going to be those ripples that um, you know, God is is has taken what you have said and. And this discussion and he will help people and i think that's awesome mm-hmm. and you know it's, it's encouraging when people think about it that way that hey i'm having a positive effect whether or not i see it and i i challenge all my viewers to to listen to your words and to really sit down and, and think about it and contemplate it both men and women mm-hmm. and um i think that the, it should be pretty easy to make confessions to yourself that hey you know what i'm not perfect i've done these things and and so maybe they'll, they'll breathe some life into that and Hopefully people uh, are affected very positively by it, like your story. So Mm -hmm. I have one more theory to bounce off of you. Yes. And I'm a pretty simple guy, but just in the description and in this conversation, Mm -hmm. one of the things I've gotten is, um, you know, it is almost like feeding the inner child. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, you know, it's like you said men like to be superheroes, you know, and it's almost like, supporting that that those those dreams or those thoughts of of a man maybe when he's younger and he thinks he really is this or that right and for for women it's it's kind of like one of the things i always hear is you know i want to be treated like a princess and it really is kind of that way it's kind of like if you're treating if if more men treated their wives with the same kind of attention Mm -hmm. and um care that they give to their daughters if they have daughters, you know, it's almost that kind of respect, isn't it? I mm-hmm. mean, it's, it, I don't know how to explain it exactly, but I think, you know, if, um, if we just stop taking people for granted, whether they're male or female, you know, maybe that's going to be more helpful.
1: Yeah, so, I, I think you're on the money with that, Jeff. You know, um, because women oftentimes, you know, guys get caught up in their career or their ministry, that becomes their focus, and then they can lose sight of what their spouse is doing, their wife, and so her garden doesn't get watered, and so of course naturally she's going to feel dry, she's going to start feeling angry, she's going to start feeling resentful, and then she'll start operating in behaviors that will repel him, and then he's like, well, I'm trying to provide for you, I'm trying to bring home money so you can have this lifestyle, I'm trying to care for you. You know, and so then you have that that hamster wheel that just kind of goes round and round and round. Mm-hmm. But like you said, when when the guy is aware, all it takes is, you know, when he comes home, just give her a hug. Say, ah, mm-hmm. I love you, honey, you know, and just give her a hug. That's all she needs sometimes is just a hug because she's had a, you know, hard day with the kids that and- Dog threw up, the cat pooped on the floor, you know, the kids <laughs> yeah. are sick.
0: One of those days. <laughs> you know,
1: it's one of those days, right? <laughs> the car broke down, she's stuck with, you know, the kids in the car in the middle of nowhere. You know, so so as each of us learn how to be more aware and cognizant of each other's needs then we can be happy, we can reignite that spark. We can have a strong unit and be that example for our kids because our kids are the ones, like you said, you know, they're they're under attack right now with their own identity, you know, with the, these vaccines and things that are happening, they're being yeah, vaxxed right. with gene altering therapy and all these crazy things, you know? So, right. so they have to have those role models at home and it starts with mom and dad. And so, but if we're not aware, of what we're doing and we're, then how do we know what to change to get different results and a better outcome of destiny for our lives and for our children's lives and their generations, like you said, when you have right. kids, yeah.
0: Yeah, so the book is called Seven Mistakes Women Make That Repel Good Men and it is on at, seven, at sevenmistakesbook.com. As we can see on the screen there, your ministry is at virtual Church media.com mm-hmm. people can go to learn more about that and your husband david as well right yes Dr. and um any other oh, it's on amazon yes it's on uh, amazon. other booksellers as well
1: we do uh, david has a book called jet ride to hell journey to freedom and uh, he used to be a bad boy back in the day in terms of he used to sell uh jet planes or steel jet planes for the cali cartel and he used to be a trafficker and he came from uh, a, a, yeah, he came from a great <laughs> home. He had a Jewish mama and she knew her son was misusing his entrepreneurial gifts. He got lured by the, by the enemy and prayed and said, God, please don't let him die, but you got to get him out of this. And so the very following week, uh, he was um, arrested in a reverse sting operation by the feds. And what was supposed to be a five-year stint, it ended up being a 20-year stint, dirty prosecutors, uh, falsified testimonies, all kinds of, it's an incredible story. So you wow. can get to find that on Amazon as well.
0: Wow. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Is is there anything else you'd like to say in closing, any social media sites you want to bring up or anything like that?
1: Yeah. Basically seven mistakes, and to go find the book or get the book on Amazon and then virtual church We also have a mobile app and our mobile app is beautiful and it's really um, robust and people are going to love it. And so that would
0: be it. awesome yes awesome well thank you again for being here it's been a real honor and i look forward to having you back
1: thank you, and, uh, thank you. talk thank you.
0: more about your ministry and stuff appreciate Absolutely.
1: it Absolutely. thank you i appreciate you too and i appreciate the awesome work that you're doing because you are impacting lives and god turns around everything for the good of those who are called according to his purposes and you are highly called
0: well thank you god bless you god bless you too hey patriots it's jeff wagner Let's face it, it's getting harder and harder to make ends meet. It's only going to get worse. This inflation is going to continue. As a matter of fact, our dollar is in jeopardy of even existing with the crazies that want to go to the digital currency to control us all. You can go to the slash ThePatriotReview, get all kinds of free, great information, and invest in gold and silver for your future. Our world is full of electromagnetic fields that, even though we can't see them, are affecting our bodies, our sleep, and even our ability to think clearly. The advent of 5G is only making this worse. There is an answer. Visit Fix The World by clicking the link in the Patreon review show description below to view natural products that can actually protect you from EMF and 5G and even improve your sleep. Skeptical? Get the free Dangers of EMF Radiation eBook free by clicking on its direct link also in the show description.
1: Here's a nutritional hack anyone can master. Replace a meal a day with our kingdom feel.
2: Or if you're a mosh in the gym,
1: Coming to you from the land of common sense and American pride. Not a unicorn or rainbow in sight. Welcome back to the Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner.
0: All right, I hope you found that interview both uh, insightful and motivating. It's, um, it's a very, very much a... Um, a necessary topic to talk about and bring out in the open and making our relationships more accept, more successful. And um, during these times, especially, we're, we're really facing some trying times. And we talk about a lot of subjects on this show and other shows that uh, can bring people down. So it's always good to have the best relationship possible to fall back on and to use as support. So hope you enjoyed that. You want to get your hands on some kingdom Field? please go to sherwood.tv tpr that's sherwood.tv tpr you can also uh, check out other uh, products that i have affiliations with in the show description and uh, purchase those you can get uh, some great great products at good prices and one thing that's actually an error about the my pillow commercial is that you can actually save up to 80% on some of the clearance stuff that uh, is always there. So if you use the code TPR, you can save some some big money. All right. I do want to get to try to get to just two articles really quickly, and uh, hopefully this uh, cooperates with me and works. So one of the ones I wanted to bring up was this. This is off of a uh, The Dr. James Dobson Family Institute website, this article is Seven Threats in Our Times, number seven, the attack upon the biblical family. And this was from almost exactly two years ago, but it's a good article. It's by Dr. Del Tackett. So just the first part of it I want to read. It says, all the social institutions designed by God, I suppose none is under greater attack than the family. This shouldn't surprise us, for destroying relationships is the ultimate scheme of Satan, and it is here we find the most intimate. Indeed, it seems that the entirety of the world, the flesh, and the enemy are today aligned against the biblical family, and the family is the heart of our culture, and that's the heart of every culture. It goes on to say, if you pierce the family, you pierce its society. To understand the depth and immensity of this attack, we must go back to the beginning, as Jesus put it. Some Pharisees came to him to test him. They asked, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? Haven't you read, he replied, that at the beginning the creator made them male and female and said, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united united to his wife and the two will become one flesh. That's Matthew 19, verses 3 through 5. So very much, you know, what's under attack is this whole concept. First of all, if you blow the genders out of the water, well, then people lose their identity, don't they? And men and women both lose their identity. When you go in and put um, trans, or trans in, uh, in women's sports, you know, and destroy all the, the records and all the effort that all these women before put into this, you destroy the identity of, of women's sports. You destroy the legitimacy of, of women's sports and the institution of women's sports. And every every one of our institutions is under attack. And it is all about destruction of identity. It's about destruction of the, 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 as I said in the interview, the underpinnings of our society. And we see it all around us. And what we have to do is stand up and just start refusing to accept it. And uh, that is something that maybe takes a little bit of courage because uh, people will then of course label you and call you names and and uh, you know the whole bit misogynistic racist sexist uh, whatever uh, whatever phobia right so that is something that we have to really get serious about the other article is is also on the same website but it's reclaiming American manhood one 12 year old boy at a time and this this one, uh, I'll just read a little bit of it, and it says, the gravest challenge our culture faces today is not with the economy or national security, it's with the American family. Far too many families are fragmented and broken, leaving spouses abandoned and children to fend for themselves. The problem is massive and overwhelming. What can we do? I believe the solution is found in dads mentoring their young sons to become mature masculine men. So they may be leaders, protectors, and providers for their families. Public schools aren't getting the job done. They long ago abandoned any pretense of character education. Isn't that the truth? Many churches seem more interested in entertaining teenagers than educating them. And the fathers in many families would like to get the job done with their boys, but aren't sure how to do it. And... I'm going to pause there because not only are they not sure how to do it, but I would I would take it further and say that they're afraid to do it because of everything that has, it has been attacked. And if you you try to teach your son anything that is masculine um of course then you are a Neanderthal who you know is um, is not with the current times. It goes on to say you may be one of those dads living with this nagging apprehension that you should do more with your son to grow him to maturity, but just not sure how to go about it. So I would just say in closing that, you know, it is, it's imperative that both parents be there and bring their own unique uh, benefits to, to raising the children, whether they're dads and sons or whether they're uh, moms and sons or, Dads and daughters, or moms and daughters. I mean, it, they require different things, but but both both roles, both parents really do key really do play the the key role in the future of this country and the future success of our children. And uh, in my personal opinion, I think that we need to we need to make competition okay again. We need to make failing okay again. I think that the pressure and the the false sense of running to the to be the savior of of our children at every difficult time they have is producing adults that just can't cope so i, I call upon the dads out there um, do your best try to try to, to um, impart some of the lessons that your children need to learn so that they can uh, put up and uh, fight against those things that you know, they need to and fight through the things that they need to to become successful adults. I thank you all for tuning in. My apologies for the technical issues. But perhaps, just perhaps, God made that happen so that one of you out there was listening to this at the right time. And uh, maybe you wouldn't have done that if it not, not for the troubles today, which I shared at the opening. And like I said, the only thing you can do is laugh. All right. God bless you all. We will see you tomorrow.
2: Have you ever wondered what it's like to be a January 6th political prisoner rotting away in horrible conditions? January 6th patriots are subject to cruel and unusual punishment every day and kept imprisoned for nearly three years without trial. These American heroes have to survive inhumane conditions where they lack basic food nutrients, clothing, and hygiene. Joe Biden's corrupt Department of Justice and FBI Gestapo has been making sure the families of these brave patriots are suffering as well. The breadwinner has been ripped out of the home, and these young families are being extorted thousands of dollars a year to keep up with commissary costs for their J-6 prisoner. Many families have been completely devastated, missed mortgage payments and kicked out of their homes, and even the family car repossessed. The ongoing battle these families face to stay afloat and support their loved ones in prison is in desperate need of our help. You can now sponsor a January 6th family to help support them in their greatest time of need. SponsorJ6.com is a new organization started by January 6th political prisoner for 965 days, Jake Lang, ensuring 100% of funds made go to Patriot's commissary accounts. By becoming a sponsor of a J6 family, you can ensure one of the nearly 200 currently incarcerated J6 prisoners is properly clothed and fed. Sign up today to give the vital help these families need and make a real impact in the lives of our POWs. Head to SponsorJ6.com and support